On May 10, 1940, Germany invaded Belgium, France, Luxembourg, and the Netherlands. Winston Churchill became Prime Minister of the United Kingdom upon the resignation of Neville Chamberlain. The United Kingdom invaded Iceland, and Belgium declared a state of emergency. As the new Prime Minister, Churchill was called on to form a new wartime coalition government. On May 13, 1940, Winston Churchill gave his first speech as Prime Minister to the House of Commons. Hi, I'm Jack. I decided to practice my oratory muscles by recording myself speaking out loud, and since I'm doing that, I decided to put it out there. Today, I will share what Churchill said on that day. Sir, I beg to move that this house welcomes the formation of a government representing the united and inflexible resolve of the nation to prosecute the war with Germany to a victorious conclusion. On Friday evening last, I received His Majesty's commission to form a new administration. It, as the evident wish and will of Parliament and the nation that this should be conceived on the broadest possible basis, that it should include all parties, both those who supported the late government and also the parties of the opposition, I have completed the most important part of this task. A war cabinet has been formed of five members representing with the opposition liberals the unity of the nation. The three party leaders have agreed to serve either in the war cabinet or in high executive office. The three fighting services have been filled. It was necessary that this should be done in one single day on account of the extreme urgency and rigor of events. A number of other positions, key positions, were filled yesterday, and I am submitting a further list to His Majesty tonight. I hope to complete the appointment of the principal ministers during tomorrow. The appointment of the other ministers usually takes a little longer, but I trust that when Parliament meets again, this part of my task will be completed, and that the administration will be complete in all respects. I consider it in the public interest to suggest that the House should be summoned to meet today. Mr. Speaker agreed and took the necessary steps in accordance with the powers conferred upon him by the resolution of the House. At the end of the proceedings today, the adjournment of the House will be proposed until Tuesday, the 21st of May, with, of course, provision for earlier meeting, if need be. The business to be considered during that week will be notified to the members at the earliest opportunity. I now invite the House, by the motion which stands in my name, to record its approval of the steps taken and to declare its confidence in the new government. To form an administration of this scale and complexity is a serious undertaking in itself, but it must be remembered that we are in the preliminary stage of one of the greatest battles in history, that we are in action at many other points in Norway and in Holland, that we have to be prepared in the Mediterranean, that the air battle is continuous, and that many preparations, such as have been indicated by my honorary friend below the gangway, have to be made here at home. In this crisis, I hope I may be pardoned if I do not address the House at any length today. I hope that any of my friends and colleagues or former colleagues who are affected by the political reconstruction 
will make allowance, all allowance, for any lack of ceremony with which it has been necessary to ask. I would say to the House, as I said to those who have joined this government, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. We have before us an ordeal of the most grievous kind. We have before us many, many long months of struggle and of suffering. You ask, what is our policy? I say it is to wage war by sea, land, and air, with all our might and with all the strength that God can give us, to wage war against a monstrous tyranny never surpassed in the dark, lamentable catalog of human crime. That is our policy. You ask, what is our aim? I can answer in one word. It is victory. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory, however long and hard the road may be, for without victory there is no survival. Let that be realized. No survival for the British Empire. No survival for all that British Empire has stood for. No survival for the urge and impulses of the ages that mankind will move forward towards its goal. But I take up my task with buoyancy and hope. I feel sure that our cause will not be suffered to fail among men. At this time I feel entitled to claim the aid of all and say, come then, let us go forward together with our united strength. So why this speech? World War II changed the face of the world. There were two possible paths ahead. One side represented division, discrimination, and destruction in the name of making one nation great amongst the rest of the world. The other path was fighting for its existence and against all the evils that their opponents stood for. Churchill is one of the great orators of the 20th century, and this speech captures so succinctly that moment in history with parallels to today that are not lost on me. I hope you enjoyed that. Please send me your thoughts if you have about this piece. I'm at Jack Reichard on Twitter. This is Jack. Thank you for listening.